Welcome to Making It with Terry Woolman, the show that explores the secrets, successes, and strategies for making it in the music biz. And now, here's your host, Terry Woolman. to the show and thanks for tuning in i want to say a quick thank you to my guest on last week's episode melissa manchester if you didn't get to hear it you can listen to melissa's interview and all of our episodes including today's at entertalkradio.com slash making it also be sure to tune in next week to hear an inside perspective on marketing a top 10 hit with my favorite radio promoter jason goroff I'd like to take a moment to also thank the companies that help me sound my best when I'm performing live or in the studio recording and producing music. Taylor Guitars, Duesenberg Guitars, Seymour Duncan Pickups, Diadario Strings and Planet Waves, Mesa Boogie Amps, Motu Digital Performer, Fishman Acoustic Amps, IK Multimedia, and Exotic Effects. So often I get asked questions about the creative process. So I created the show to focus on what it takes to have a lasting career in the ever-changing landscape of the music business. You're really in for a treat today as, as I've invited my friends, some of the best and brightest in music, to share their stories on how they have influenced the music that has shaped our lives. I guarantee you're going to love it. So let's get started. My guests today are Alan and Marilyn Bergman. Two of the world's most distinguished lyricists, Alan and Marilyn Bergman, have been contributing, contributing to the Great American Songbook for more than five decades. During their celebrated career, Alan and Marilyn's songs have been nominated for 16 Academy Awards, for which they have won three. The Windmills of Your Mind in 1968, The Way We Were in 1973, and the score for Yentl in 1984. Windmills and The Way We Were also earned Golden Globe Awards, and The Way We Were earned two Grammys. The first songwriters to be nominated for three Academy Awards for Best Song out of the five nominated songs, 1983 brought them nominations for How Do You Keep the Music Playing from Best Friends, It Might Be You from Tootsie, and If We Were in Love from Yes, Georgia. In 1984, they again received three nominations for the score for Yentl, for which they were awarded the Oscar, and two for the songs The Way He Makes Me Feel and Papa Can You Hear Me. In 1995, they wrote the Golden Globe Academy Award and Grammy-nominated song Moonlight, Moonlight, performed by Sting in the Sidney Pollack film Sabrina. Among their principal collaborators are Michelle Legrand, Dave Grusin, Johnny Mandel, John Williams, Quincy Jones, James Newton Howard, and the late Cy Coleman, Henry Mancini, and Marvin Hamlish. Alan and Marilyn's long list of television credits include the theme songs for Maud, Good Times, Alice, Brooklyn Bridge, and In the Heat of the Night. 
they have received four Emmy Awards for the award winning for the award winning drama Sybil, and for the first made for TV dramatic musical Queen of the Stardust Ballroom. Another for their original song Ordinary Miracles from the HBO special Barbara Streisand the concert. They won their fourth Emmy for Outstanding Music and Lyrics for A Ticket to Dream from AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movie Special. Alan and Marilyn are currently working on projects with Michelle Legrand and playwright Josh Rabich. They've just completed two songs with composer Dave Grusin, Hurry Home for the film Max Rose, premiering this month and just getting started for the Vitality After 90 film to be released later this year. Please welcome my guest, Alan and Marilyn Bergman. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Terry. There. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, you uh, and sound great. <laughs> thank you. Uh, this is really fun for me. I'm, I'm sitting in, in the home uh, of these wonderful, um, relatively new friends of mine. We, we were recently in the studio together producing. I was producing a new song of yours. Um, yeah. You know, so I was going to talk about that later, but why don't we just start? Tell, you know, tell us about that song. Well, it was written uh, for um, a documentary uh, about, uh, it's all about uh, vitality with, for people over 90. Yes. Uh, and 100. And, and 100, yeah. yeah. Some and of it, us are a little young. Well, yeah, we let Marilyn in, <laughs> in the door. She's not um, quite... Uh, qualified as in that age no, group. <laughs> not yet. Uh, but it's a profound movie. It truly is about people's attitude when they get to be that age and their outlook on life and, and how they're dealing with it. And it's just wonderful, I think. And the name of the song that yeah, you ended up yes, writing. Yes, so we wrote a song called Just Getting Started. Just Getting Started. <laughs> and uh, that has that attitude, you know, that... Uh, and as I remember, uh, if I can quote the, the end of the lyric, said you have, you've got my permission to take a bow if every day you wake up and say, "I'm just getting started now." Yeah, that that was the, that was the most wonderful line that really tied it up for me when you showed me that lyric, <clears throat> and I had the the privilege of uh, producing that song and playing guitar in it, which was really fun for me. And it was arranged by your co-writer, Dave Grusin, yeah. who I just love, and, and I know fan, you do, too. Yeah, oh. He's a fantastic he's a composer. Wonderful. He's and human wonderful. Yeah, and, and one of the, the fun things for me, normally when I'm producing, it's not a chore, but it takes an effort to coordinate um, getting all the musicians to show up. Of course. Not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> this was um, really... So much simpler than than any other session that I've produced, and that and we brought in the top musicians in the world. Oh, they were wonderful! Yeah, were wonderful. and every wonderful. single one of them that I called when I said, "Well, this is a song that Alan and Marilyn wrote with Dave Grusin, and Alan's going to be singing." They said, "When do you need me?" Uh, <laughs> that's nice. there were no yeah. other questions. That's nice. that's lovely. And uh, and it was really fun, and, and I it could, sounded it too. The, it did. They we really were wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. I mean, of course, the arrangement was exquisite yeah. from Dave's writing, and, and I love the lyric and, and the melody and chords. You know, it was, as a musician, it was really fun to play on it. It played itself um, for all of us, but, but there was, there was, it was kind of like a reunion oh, yeah. in, in the studio right. at Capitol. I mean, there was a lot of love. I, I feel, you know, I've been very lucky, and I, I know that you have too. Maybe it's not luck. I think it might be a reflection of who we are as people, but I end up in a lot of sessions where there's a lot of love and support and respect 
And, and you could hear it. It comes across. Oh, yeah. You can yes. hear it. That's what we're capturing. And that, that was my goal in producing the song, is that we captured Alan, you um, being comfortable around your friends singing this very important point of view about yeah. growing older and, and, and what that means to you and what yeah. it means in the movie. And, and the other thing is our director, Danny Gold, had the really brilliant idea that he wanted to film this. So this song is being used in the end credits of the movie and you're on camera. Yeah, We're all on camera yeah. together and you are a natural, Alan, <laughs> on camera. It was, um, you know, you really, you seem like you were very comfortable doing that. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And, and that that studio, you know, holds a lot of memories. Uh, yeah. That studio is where Frank Sinatra recorded Nice and Easy. Which you wrote. Yeah, which we wrote. Yeah. What year was that? When we were children. When um, you were kids? Oh, that was 1960. 1960. Yeah. And were you at that session? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. and, and He that's... doesn't usually allow... Uh, he didn't usually allow writers particularly. Right. Because be he didn't session. want anybody's opinion or feedback? Or he just wanted to... didn't want to be distracted. Either. Right. He usually so. had an audience. There was an audience of people there that uh, not in the, you know, outside in the studio, not in the control room. But we were in the control room and he, he, uh, he called us the kids. That he night. called us the kids. And ever since then he would call us the kids. <laughs> we, we had dinner with him. We were in our 70s, and he still called us the kids. <laughs> you were in your 70s. Yeah, speak for yourself. Yes, I was. <laughs> so, Marilyn, how did you all end up being invited to that session? How did they break tradition on that? I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't remember. Uh, his his uh, music man, the fellow who handled his music publishing, was a man by the name of Hank Sanicola. And he, oh, I remember him. Years, of course. I met him when I first moved out here. Yeah. He's an engineer also. Oh, What's I didn't know. No. 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 My mistake. No, no. And he, um, you know, he, Frank was uh, making a, an album. It was an album in those days uh, of lightly swinging love songs. Mm -hmm. And they needed a, a title song for it. So, uh, you know, the call went out. I'm sure every songwriter from here to... New York and back uh, was writing a song for that. And uh, Frank heard our song and he, he he said, that's the one. And so, and then Hank said, I guess it was Hank or one of them said, let the kids come in. And <laughs> so we were there. And how did you pitch the song in those days? Did you actually do a piano vocal demo? And did uh, you sing? Our, yes. The composer that we were working with, Lou Spence, he uh, he knew Santa Cola. We didn't know mm -hmm. him. And when we finished the song, he went he played it for Santa Cola. You know, we went to see Santa Cola play it for him. And uh, no, we didn't make a demo. Uh, we played it for Frank. And, mm -hmm. they, and you uh, sang it for Frank? No, no. Oh, uh, Lou else. Spence sang it. I okay. didn't sing that. Who did? Lou. He sang it. Oh. I didn't sing it that way. So we are coming into our first break, and I'm going to pick it up again with uh, the early years of Alan and Marilyn Bergman, and you're listening to Enter Talk Radio, Making It with Terry Wallman. Stay tuned.
Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. Have you ever wondered what it's like to record on a Grammy award-winning album? Have you ever wondered what it's like to play in front of a stadium crowd? Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on a world tour? I'm Jackie Bertoni, and I've played with the who's who in the music industry, and I've toured the world. Come join my world behind the velvet rope and get into the groove on Jackie's Groove. Live 2 p.m. Mondays and available 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear from Eclectica Studios. I'm a full-time mixing and recording engineer. I work with Grammy winners, labels, and indie artists using state-of-the-art digital mixing and restoration tools and the very best in analog gear. Really, though, it's my ability to bring tracks to life and fulfill your vision for your music. This has made me sought after by producers and artists worldwide. So spend your time working on music and not chasing a mix down a rabbit hole. Go to timdolbear.com and check out our free one-song mix offer. Hi, I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Intertalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear, host of Sound Experience here on Intertalk Radio. And Source Connect by Source Element is the essential tool that we use to link between my studio in Austin, Texas, and the WS radio station in San Diego. Now, with Source Connect, not only can we communicate in real time and with HD audio, but it's synced up and is of a high enough quality that I can use it for real-time ADR work, remote recording and overdubbing, and it even allows me to remotely control a DAW. Source Connect by Source Element, affordable, high-quality audio and video connection over the Internet for all of your production needs. Welcome to Making It with Terry Woolman, the show that explores the secrets, successes, and strategies for making it in the music biz. And now, here's your host, Terry Woolman. Like a door that keeps revolving in a half-forgotten dream Or the ripples from a pebble someone tosses in a stream Like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face And the world is like an apple whirling silently in space 
Like the circles that you find In the windmills of your mind Keys that jingle in your pocket Words that jangle in your head Why did... That is Windmills of Your Mind being sung by Alan Bergman. And I'm sitting in, in the home of Alan and Marilyn Bergman. Uh, and we're back for our second ep- our second section. You both started your lives in a very similar way, being born in the same hospital in Brooklyn. (laughs) But I understand it took a few more years before you actually met. How did you you first meet? Well, uh, we were writing with the same composer. Uh, I was writing with him in the morning, and Marilyn, who likes to sleep late, (laughs) um, she was working with him in the afternoon. And one day he decided to uh, have his uh, AM lyric write, (laughs) his PM. (laughs) And we met, we wrote a song that day, and uh, it was not a very good song, but uh, we loved the process, and that was in 1956. So we've been writing together ever since. And Marilyn, how quickly did you know that you were going to be moving from songwriting partners to husband and wife, life partners? Immediately. Immediately. (laughs) I took one look at him and his blue eyes. Yeah, sure. (laughs) <laughs> and the violins were playing. It was pretty quickly. Uh, it was yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. We started working together uh, almost immediately upon meeting, didn't we? Yeah, that day. And uh, that's a very good way to really... Get to know somebody. Get to know somebody. Yeah, I mean, songwriting and collaborating for people that don't know is a very intimate process when yes, done when done yeah. right, correct? Yeah. So... Yeah, and it involves trust and respect, and uh, and taking chances, and yeah. and all being, of that. Yeah, yeah, revealing yourself to the person that you're absolutely. writing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Not being afraid to sound foolish. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 Being fearless. Yeah. yeah. And feeling comfortable. And feeling comfortable. Yeah. And you both felt comfortable very quickly with each other. Yes, we oh, did. Yes, we yeah. did. Yes, we did. And, and we admired the same writers and admired the same music Mm -hmm. and uh, as you said we came from the same roots uh, of music as well right Uh, you had the same musical influences and cultural influences both growing up in new york absolutely Uh, i i know that you uh you both used to go into broadway shows when you were kids um not yeah. necessarily only the, the second door. act the we second s- act yeah we sneak in you would sneak in to see yes. the second act of broadway musicals yeah. and and uh yeah. i think that's really cool you know <laughs> i i grew up in miami so i was busy sneaking into the pool at the fountain blue hotel when i was a kid <laughs> yes. we didn't have broadway so no. um you were very fortunate to have that <laughs> indeed we were yeah, Marilyn, I, I know that you were a music major at New York's High School of Music and Art, and then yes. you went on to study psychology and English at New York University. Right. Uh, and Alan, you studied music and theater arts at University of North Carolina yeah. and continued towards a master's degree at UCLA. Right. Marilyn, I'm going to start with, with you. How did studying psychology uh, make you a better songwriter? I never thought of that. <laughs> That there was a connection. Mm -hmm. Is there? Well, it kept my brain straight. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that there was a connection as such. But But it uh, it probably influenced you in some way, certainly studying language, English. It may very, oh, that of course. Yeah. Of course. 
And I was a, and still am a reader. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. What is it that that Richard Brooks, a great director, once told us a story? Yeah, he he ran away from home when he was uh, 16 years old and he went on the rails, uh, Richard Brooks. And he... uh, he would go on the freight train, get off, write a story if he could. He was 16 years old. And one day, he was uh, at a typical hobo camp. And a hobo came up to him and said, come here, kid. He said, uh, the hobo said to him, uh, what do you do? And Richard said, well, I'm a writer. Oh, you're a writer. Did you ever read Dostoevsky? Did you ever read Tolstoy? And this came from, you know, Richard looked at him. He was scruffy beard, old guy, maybe he was 45 mm-hmm. or something, you know. And he said to Richard, you want to be a writer? Let me give you some advice. He said, for every word you write, read a thousand. Wow. I love that. That's from too. a hobo. Yeah. And I tell that to young writers all the time. Yeah. Because you can't be a writer if you're not a reader. You can't. That makes complete sense. I, I absolutely believe that. And well, it's familiarity with the language, certainly. And, and, and the, the contour of a story, yeah, the arc absolutely. of a story. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, one of my favorite songs of the many that, that you've both written is It Might Be You, which was sung by Stephen Bishop. And that song is a perfect example of a melody and lyric that fits the artist like a, a, an expensive custom-made suit. How do you craft a song that serves the story of the film and fits the artist so well that when they sing it, it sounds like they wrote it themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in this case, uh, we didn't know who the artist would be. Oh, you didn't? When we wrote, no, when we wrote it. Uh, because we write, to, it's for the movie. That's the master. That's who we have to serve. Mm-hmm. And this was a song about, uh, you know, somebody who could not commit. Maybe... Maybe not. Uh, it's funny that we've been invited to to some weddings where the <laughs> first song that they want to dance to is It Might Be You. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. It That's might a very problematic relationship. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable hearing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Dave had written this wonderful melody. Dave, Dave Grusin. Grusin. Dave yes. Grusin, Thank yeah. you, Marilyn. And uh, he, uh, he scored the whole movie. And... Uh, he had written this wonderful melody, which and the director said, "I want a song that underlines the non-commitment of that this character was feeling." So that's how it might be. And then uh, I think it was Dave and uh, uh, Sidney Pollack, the director. They they knew uh, Stephen Stephen's work better than we did mm-hmm. at the time, and they said he's the perfect. One because he had, you know, a high voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been a woman or a man, right? Right, know? and that's what they wanted, mm-hmm. and, and it worked. I mean, he did a great job. It totally worked. I actually, oh, yeah. when I first heard it and fell in love with it at first listen, mm. like you fell in love with that one on first sight. <laughs> um, I thought it was one of Stephen's songs. I mean, it really, I, it seemed to fit him so well. So it was a beautiful marriage, marriage of yeah. composing and story, yeah. you know, a film story, and then yeah. right lyric, right artist. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I want, I want to talk about process a little bit, the creative process for both of you. <laughs> and Alan, when, when we were in the studio at Capitol working on your new song, you had said to me something that um, really uh, illuminated to me your, your creative process. And it was about, you know, I know typically you get a melody first and you've yes. collaborated with some amazing composers. Oh, very, but do, you very remember, lucky. do you remember what you said to me about how you, you know, uncover a lyric? Well, I do. We, we feel that the, the words are on the tips of those notes. Yes. And we have to find them. And, you know, the, the rhymes are in the melody. That's where they are. Yeah. You have to, and uh, so you have to satisfy all that. But the words, and in the case of working in a dramatic context, we have the context with the characters to write for or the situation, mm -hmm. you know. And it's important, and the, luckily the composers that we uh, have worked with are dramatists as well as we are. Yes. So the, the drama is in the melodies too. Mm -hmm. you know. I love that you shared that with me and, the, and that you're sharing that with the people that are listening to us today. The, the, the words are hanging on the, the tip of every note. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And the object, of course, of, of the lyric is to sing. Uh, you can't... Sometimes... You're unable to use what you feel is the word that's most apt, yes. because it uh, it just is not a singable word, or doesn't fit neatly uh, in its uh, seat of words. So uh, there are masters that have to be served, and as Alan says, if it's a song that's written for a film or for a uh, some kind of context that the song has to serve. That comes first, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, the story. says the chore. Yeah. The story. Yeah. And um, then there's whoever the performer is. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there are certain songs that have certain words when you're writing that are the ones you wish you could use and sometimes you can't because it's either a, an S that turns out to be very hissy. Right. I understand <laughs> and, that. We're going into a... notes that you put around them. We're going to step into a commercial sing. break really quickly, excuse me, and we will be right back and pick up on that with Mer Merlin and Ellen Bergman on Making with Terry Wallman. So stick around. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Intertalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. 
dropping beat, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear, host of Sound Experience here on Intertalk Radio. And Source Connect by Source Element is the essential tool that we use to link between my studio in Austin, Texas, and the WS radio station in San Diego. Now, with Source Connect, not only can we communicate in real time and with HD audio, but it's synced up and is of a high enough quality that I can use it for real-time ADR work, remote recording and overdubbing, and it even allows me to remotely control a DAW. Source Connect by Source Element. Affordable, high-quality audio and video connection over the Internet for all of your production needs. Have you ever wondered what it's like to record on a Grammy award-winning album? Have you ever wondered what it's like to play in front of a stadium crowd? Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on a world tour? I'm Jackie Bertoni, and I've played with the who's who in the music industry, and I've toured the world. Come join my world behind the velvet rope and get into the groove on Jackie's Groove. Live 2 p.m. Mondays and available 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. Hi, I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. Welcome to Making It with Terry Woolman, the show that explores the secrets, successes, and strategies for making it in the music biz. And now, here's your host, Terry Woolman. sitting with Alan and Marilyn Bergman. And we actually, during the commercial break, we were talking about creative process, the writing process and, and the creative process in general. So, Marilyn, why don't you pick it up? What were you just saying? You just said yeah. something about the composer. Yeah, yeah. We, we have had the most wonderful good fortune to work with great composers. Uh, Michel Legrand and Dave Grusin and help... Oh, and Johnny Mandel. Johnny Mandel. I mean, they're all... Marvin Hamlish. Yes, yes. indeed. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Each one has a different method of working, of course, because mm -hmm. it's so personal. But um, it affects... The, yeah, Cy Coleman, another one. Uh, yeah, Marvin, he, Marvin, liked a couple of lines. From us, from yes. Us. Mm -hmm. Dave likes a line from us. Mm -hmm. At least a line. At least a line, yeah. Uh, except if he's writing something like a movie song, then, then uh, he writes the whole melody. Right. Um, Michelle, usually, he wrote the, the melody of windmills. Uh, you know, he, had, he, he was living with us at the time. He came downstairs. He played us four, six, eight melodies. Mm -hmm. uh, and we chose... The melody that ended the one up. that we yeah we all heard said we're going to sleep on it and then we woke up and the three of us said that's the melody mm -hmm. we, we chose we the same one and we didn't you did, change it and you chose one well. and we didn't change a dot you know yes and then and then sometimes for instance uh, he came, we were working on another movie came down and uh, he played us again about six melodies for this one spot. And we said they're all beautiful, but they're not right. None of them right. And one of us, we never remember whom, uh, said, what happens if the first line of the song is, what are you doing the rest of your life? <laughs> and he said, oh, he said, I like that. And however long it takes to sing that song, that's how long it took him to write the melody. No kidding. His fingers never left the piano. He's extraordinary. Yeah. Now, now when he got through... We said, he turned and he said, you mean something like that? We said, exactly like that. Play it again. And he went like, he put his hands up and he said, I don't know what I played. Luckily, knowing him, I had a tape machine going. I was just going to ask you, so and did I, you have a cassette tape oh, recorder? Yeah. yeah. Smart. For, for Michelle, absolutely yes. one had to do that. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it's it like... It spills. Yeah. And if you get literally catching... Yes. yes. Uh, what is the phrase... Magic in a bottle. Magic in a bottle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. uh, Marvin, as I said, that a lot of Hank Mancini, Hank uh, always wrote the melody. Um, he gave us the melody. Uh, the only person, only composer that we worked together in the room was Cy Coleman. The three of us used to be in the same room. We hardly ever did that. Mm -hmm. But we wrote a, a show about jazz with him. And uh, for the most part, we were together. A lot of times he would write something and then, and then we'd say, go somewhere or whatever. But a lot of it was the three of us together. He mean, he would, we'd give him a line, he'd say, oh, you mean something like that? Mm -hmm. and he, you know, he was very facile and wonderful composer what okay. about rewriting for you in in a situation like that would you sleep on your lyric and then oh, yeah. the next day uh -huh. finesse <laughs> yes and yes. yes marilyn you're shaking your head yes, yes. I oh yeah people ask us when do you know you're finished we always say when they take it away right. otherwise we keep that's right how do you know when you finish your yeah. song yeah when it's finished and it always says when the when they when the producers say we have to have this song by mm -hmm. such and such an hour, you know. I was very curious. I was actually going to ask you that question, so I'm I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, well, How do you know when your song is done? And well, that makes sense. And, well, and when we were in the studio with your new song, uh, 
you know, we were discussing, Alan and I, we were discussing whether this word would be better or that word would be better. And, and, um, and you had not come to the studio yet, Marilyn. You know, we were just starting to work on it, on the vocal. And, and I said, well, do you need to run that by Marilyn uh, if we're going to change and go with this? And Alan, absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was no hesitation. And we ended up, of course, sticking with the, your first intuition yeah. on that. Um, you know, also creative process-wise, you, you were saying during the break that your process is pretty similar. Uh, and I'm fascinated by creative process as when you first started writing together. And part of that is physical, paper and pencil. Exactly. What, yeah. uh, Marilyn, tell me you know, what a pencil and piece of paper do for you as opposed to a computer. Oh, first of all, the paper and the pencil is something you're born with. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, so natural. It's also nothing is painted in, in, painted in stone. Now, that's a good sentence from a writer, yeah. yes. Uh, no, it's always erasable, changeable. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, there are many, many versions yeah. uh, of every line that we write, I would say. But there's also a tactile experience that, that yes. I think a lot of younger writers um, didn't grow up having that experience. You know, I had a creative writing teacher in high school who made us write every day. She didn't, it didn't matter whether it was good or bad. She just wanted us to write to have the, to exercise the writing muscle so that when something... Yeah. Inspired came through. We were already the, the channel was open. Good teacher. She yeah. was wonderful, Gloria Smith. I, yeah. I'm grateful to her to to this day. That's good muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So it still is different for me when I have a pencil in my hand versus typing on a laptop. We don't use typewriter either. You don't. No. No. Yeah. We use pencil and paper. Pencil yeah. and paper. When we go to ink, it's because. We've really. It's time. That we've, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really a process of. Uh, uh, pitching and catching. One is the creator, the other is the editor, and those roles moment. right. And those roles change within seconds. You know, it's very variable. In your collaboration. Yeah, yes. it's very variable. Yeah. And when we finish four bars or eight bars, I sing mm -hmm. them because, the, as Marilyn said before, the primary function of a lyric is to sing on those notes. Did I say that? You did earlier. Oh, yes. good. In yes. this very interview. Yes. Good, it's true. So, yeah, it has to sing, you know. And, uh, so. It also helps, in our case, to be so intimately related right. to your collaborator. Yes. Because you have to be unafraid to sound foolish or to say something that, that is off, off a point, but somehow you have to say, what? no, that's not right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, and to, just to, to be able to read somebody's mind at a certain point. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do, of course, uh, know what each other are thinking. Is thinking. Yeah, so there, may be, a, there may be a, a time where maybe there are two, three minutes of quiet, <laughs> uh, of silence. And then what we start to say, it often is the same. You'll come up with the same come idea the that's same on thing. each of your pieces yeah. of paper. Yeah. yeah, that happens quite often. Speaking of um, your partnership, 
do you do you ever write individually anymore with other composers or do you feel that the the magic happens in your partnership other composers no, no individually uh, like do you ever write Marilyn without Alan do you no. s- it's everything is as a as a team because that's where you find your magic yes I it, think that's true yeah yeah I think that's if, true if one of us uh, this happened lately for instance I'll get an idea for a song and, and um, I'll write eight bars or something you know and then I show it to Marilyn and she fixes it mm-hmm. you know she does the the, what? Polishes. Polishes. That's better. <laughs> Polish. See, there's the rewrite. Right. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> but that, but that's what makes for a really beautiful collaboration. And and you've got sort of a home court advantage in that. Again, like you said, you are yeah. able to read each other's minds and and you're able to um, to edit each other. You know, stand yeah. outside and and. And, and be critical of each other sometimes, yeah. even but rarely. Well, we've got um, we've got about thirty seconds before the next break. Tell people where your website is so that they can go find your new music. I know Alan, you've got a new record out. Is it AlanandMarilynBergman dot com? I think so. I don't know. You know something? We'll find out during this break, yeah, and, and I'll tell you when we we'll, come back. We'll, we'll ask one of the girls That's in right. the next yeah. room. And we'll, we can also post it on, on the website oh, for Intertalk Radio. Yeah. So um, I want to make sure everybody knows where to find that. And uh, we will be back very quickly for our next segment. I'm here with Alan and Marilyn Bergman. And stick around. I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on Intertalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear, host of Sound Experience here on Intertalk Radio. And Source Connect by Source Element is the essential tool that we use to link between my studio in Austin, Texas, and the WS radio station in San Diego. Now, with Source Connect, not only can we communicate in real time and with HD audio, but it's synced up and is of a high enough quality that I can use it for real-time ADR work, remote recording and overdubbing, and it even allows me to remotely control a DAW. Source Connect by Source Element, affordable, high-quality audio and video connection over the Internet for all of your production needs. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear from Eclectica Studios. I'm a full-time mixing and recording engineer. I work with Grammy winners, labels, and indie artists using state-of-the-art digital mixing and restoration tools and the very best in analog gear. Really, though, it's my ability to bring tracks to life and fulfill your vision for your music. 
This has made me sought after by producers and artists worldwide. So spend your time working on music and not chasing a mix down a rabbit hole. Go to timdolbear.com and check out our free one-song mix offer. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Intertalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Have you ever wondered what it's like to record on a Grammy award-winning album? Have you ever wondered what it's like to play in front of a stadium crowd? Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on a world tour? I'm Jackie Bertoni, and I've played with the who's who in the music industry, and I've toured the world. Come join my world behind the velvet rope and get into the groove on Jackie's Groove. Live 2 p.m. Mondays and available 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Welcome to Making It with Terry Woolman, the show that explores the secrets, successes, and strategies for making it in the music biz. And now, here's your host, Terry Woolman. to Lyrically, Alan Bergman, a CD of the Bergman song sung by Alan with the Berlin Radio Orchestra, which, by the way, is available on Verve Records. And uh, the website, for those that uh, want to um, know more about what the Bergmans not only have done, but what they continue to do, is alanandmarilynbergman.com. And we'll put a link up on the site as well. You know, that leads me to a question. You're, you're credited on your songs as Alan and Marilyn Bergman. How did that conversation go when deciding whose name would go first? Alphabetically. Alphabetically? <laughs> Was that it? No. Well, I, <laughs> I think you euphoniously. You yeah, know, that's it what sounded, sounded best. That, you know, I thought that might be it because I, I, I thought that it, you might approach it like you would a lyric and let the sound of the words guide you in your, your decision. Yeah. just yeah. felt right. Yeah. Alan and Marilyn. Rather than Marilyn and Alan. Right. Wow. So that that's what I thought you might say. Um, 
Uh, you know, Alan, I know that um, that you play tennis. Yes. And, yeah, and you played this morning before the interview. Yes, um, and um, I had told Alan that I'm I'm looking forward to getting a coaching session. <laughs> um, but uh, Marilyn, I'll start with you. Actually, what other hobbies or interests do you each have? What do you like to do besides write songs? You mentioned reading. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, cooking. Cooking is good. Yes, yeah, she's a great <laughs> yes. are you a good cook? Oh, yes, and I enjoy great. it. What's your um, your expertise cook. in the kitchen, Alan? Since you're the test, well, I tell you, she cooks everything great. But I tell uh-huh. you, years ago we had a, a, a party around two weeks before Christmas. Uh, oh. We had a dessert party. People would come, and have dessert and drinks, uh, and she made every dessert. For 250 And the people. last one we had was for 250 people. It grew. We had a tent out there. That's more than and, a hobby. And uh, and I did a lot of chopping, but mm-hmm. she did all the cooking and uh, fantastic. Do you remember what the best dessert was? Uh, the best dessert. Well, she made pear pie. That was Ooh. fabulous. <laughs> and then one day... She made she made great cheesecake, better mm-hmm. than Lindy's, better than Ruben's, you know, <laughs> cheesecake. And she, as I to, took it out of the oven, can I finish? Yeah, go, honey. <laughs> it's your story. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. As I took it out of the oven, it slipped out of my hand. This big cheesecake, mm-hmm. and it went all over the floor. Mm. The floor was very clean. <laughs> And there was a lot of cheesecake, so one could scrape oh, yeah. the part that never touched the floor. That's the three-second rule, right? <laughs> that's right. And I served it, but because it was no longer in cake form, right. it was in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And I called it when somebody Cheese asked, pudding this cake. is so delicious, some friend of ours said, what is it? And I said, well, it's a cheese pudding. A cheese pudding. Very matter of fact, like it was always meant to be that. <laughs> and... Um, it uh, it became the star a fixture, of the... and it was the star of the, the evening. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you both, um, for those that don't know, um, Marilyn, you were the president and chairman of the board for uh, ASCAP for 15 years, and um, you were both very active uh, in um, preserving um, the, the history of American the American Songbook and of American music. You're also both very proactive in protecting the rights of creative artists. Yes. Um, Marilyn, why is that? Well, not so much why is it so important to you, but how do you how do you balance continuing to be a a working songwriter and still be so active in standing up and protecting all Copy of our rights? rights? Copyrights. Tell, tell us about this passion of yours and why it's so important. Well, I think it started in a period that, that we entered, uh, not we, but I mean that the business entered, Yes. in a, a kind of a frivolous attitude toward copyright, where songs and music generally uh, had lost a, a kind of protection that it had. And ASCAP 
American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, uh, was extremely careful about protecting copyright. Well, because network? of the internet and so forth, it got into terrible, you know, they weren't getting paid. Well, there's a, as, as a composer myself and, and publisher, you know, I'm very aware of that, that there's a generation of people that exist right now that don't even remember the purchasing of music. And so therefore That's they right. don't consider it intellectual property or property at all. Property. Property. Yes. They, they don't understand that it's, mm -hmm. it's of monetary value and it's how we get compensated for um, our very disciplined and, and time consuming work that we, we do. Yeah. They don't, you know, the kids don't realize if you went into a store for instance and took a chair. Right. And, and walked out with it. That that's against the law. That's theft. You know, that's theft. That's a piece of, you know, that it's not anything. The trouble is, it's what we're dealing with intellectual property. It's not something you can put in your hand, right. Right. you know, but it's, it's, you know, the product of someone's mind. And it can't, and they've been stealing it now for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. Or borrowing it in their mind, but, but not from our perspective. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a career, mm -hmm. and if it's if it's not something that you can do and make a living right. doing, I, I don't know what happens to all this. It's not just music; it's writing generally. Right. It's these things that are not tangible. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, of course, as writers, uh, as writers in a a time of the internet mm -hmm. when it became even easier to uh, f you know for somebody to take the, take right. the music literally. I, I we have 1 minute left I want to thank you not only for your time but also for all the the work that you do for protecting um, and advocating for copyright protection and yes. for artists I I want to end with with a question and Marilyn at, I'll start with you at this chapter of your life with what you know to be true what would you say to your younger self? What advice would you give young Marilyn? We indicated it earlier in the conversation today. I think reading is very important. Listening is very important. Mm -hmm. There are rules about writing, certainly. Craft, uh, yeah. The, the craft, craft of mm -hmm. writing. Songs are meant to be sung and... Uh, Therefore, sometimes the word which seems most apt may not be the word that is pleasant I for a singer to sing. We are sadly say, out of time. I'm I so sorry. Go ahead. I think it's very important that every young songwriter read two books written by Stephen Sondheim. Thank you, Alan, and thank you, Marilyn Bergman. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com Have you ever wondered what it's like to record on a Grammy award-winning album? 
Have you ever wondered what it's like to play in front of a stadium crowd? Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on a world tour? I'm Jackie Bertoni, and I've played with the who's who in the music industry, and I've toured the world. Come join my world behind the velvet rope and get into the groove on Jackie's Groove. Live 2 p.m. Mondays and available 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Hey, it's Catherine from Listen Local Radio. Moe's Guitars has proudly served the San Diego music community since 1975. Specializing in guitars, basses, mandolins, banjos, and ukuleles, they buy, sell, trade, and consign. If you're looking for lessons, repairs, accessories, and cool gear, you've found the right place. Located in downtown La Mesa Village, stop by and check out their digs or visit moesguitars.com or their Facebook page. M-O-Z-E guitars.com. 619-698-1185. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear, host of Sound Experience here on InterTalk Radio. And Source Connect by Source Element is the essential tool that we use to link between my studio in Austin, Texas, and the WS radio station in San Diego. Now, with Source Connect, not only can we communicate in real time and with HD audio, but it's synced up and is of a high enough quality that I can use it for real-time ADR work, remote recording and overdubbing, and it even allows me to remotely control a DAW. Source Connect by Source Element, affordable, high-quality audio and video connection over the Internet for all of your production needs. Hi, I'm Tim Dolbear, the host of Sound Experience on InterTalk Radio. Each week, I talk with top professional audio engineers, producers, musicians, and the manufacturers that make the tools that we use in the studio each and every day. From capturing the perfect take to mastering your final release and the tools and how the pros use them, we are going to dive deep into their process and learn from their experience. I look forward to you joining us each week on Sound Experience with me, your host, Tim Dolbear. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Inner Talk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Unforgettable. 